Welcome to the Wellness Magic Makers podcast. I'm your host, Katie Grant. On this show, we talk about taking your wellness business from unknown to unforgettable with a magical twist. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and interviews to help you turn your passion into the business of your dreams. Hello, hello, magic makers. Welcome to episode six. It's time to finally put this explicit content warning to good use, but more on that in just a minute. So getting support for your business building journey is so incredibly important. I bet you're looking at your health coaching business now and thinking, what's next? Nothing really seems to be sticking, you feel like you're spinning your wheels, and you still don't have the number of clients you'd like to have. You're feeling like you're ready to give up altogether. Don't. I'm now booking free assessments to help you get out of your rut and moving forward. I feel like I'm looking at myself in the mirror not so long ago when I talked to so many of you guys. But hiring a coach to help me get a plan in place was really the biggest game changer for me. So if you're wanting to make big changes so that 2016 really is your year to make this all work, we need to talk. I have spaces for 10 free assessments during the month of April and they are filling up quickly. I would love to chat with you. So if this sounds at all interesting for you, go ahead and sign up for your free 30-minute assessment at bit.ly forward slash WMM assessment. One more time, that's bit.ly forward slash WMM, like wellness magic maker assessment. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. All right, on to today's episode. I am chatting confidence, self-love, and taking massive freaking action with one of my favorite sassy potty mouths, Kate Burns. Kate is a holistic health and wellness coach who works with women dealing with exhaustion, fatigue, and total burnout to help them feel vibrant and excited through nutritional education, emotional support, and radical acts of self-care. Kate believes that women's health is a feminist issue because society teaches women in particular that they need to care for everyone else before themselves. She is a total freaking badass, and I cannot wait to share this interview with you. So let's go chat with Kate. Thank you so much for being here today, Kate. Thank you, Katie. I'm psyched about this. (laughs) Um, Part of the reason that I asked you to be here is because you are growing like crazy before my eyes. Um, In full transparency, Kate is part of the mastermind group that I offer. Um, She has been a total inspiration both for myself and the others in the group in the way that she comes up with an idea, takes action, and just really makes it happen right away. It's been blowing my mind, but we'll get to that a little bit more in a second. First, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the wellness world? Sure. So um, it's interesting, actually. 
my journey to the wellness world has been very like back and forth, kind of dipping my toes in, kind of getting out. I'd always been interested in health related things. Like my blog role was always like full of like blogs about like fitness and nutrition. And like, that's just what I was reading about in my spare time. And I don't think I realized that not everyone was doing that till like much later. Uh, So um, I would say my initial interest kind of started when my youngest sister was diagnosed with autism. And I was probably about 11 or 12 at the time. Um, So it just got me thinking so much more in those terms. Um, I actually ended up going to school for art. And a lot of my background is in art and design and specifically community-based art and social justice. So a lot of the work that I was doing was with um, different communities to use art as like a healing tool. So even though I wasn't necessarily thinking in health terms, I would say that there was still a lot of like healing aspects to what I was doing um, during that time. So after college, I served with AmeriCorps for three years and I was placed at a nonprofit art center in Baltimore where it was like a a nonprofit, very small grassroots sort of situation where – they would serve the kids in the neighborhood that lived there and they were uh, doing like art and music and homework help and all kinds of stuff. But I specifically like helped to teach the art classes for the kids, which was like really incredible. And I saw a lot of like really transformative experiences happen when we were like dealing with the emotional health side of things. And, um, but I feel like their physical health wasn't being taken care of. And I, uh, you know, I think more and more I was realizing that that was just a big piece that was missing for them. And they, you know, they weren't necessarily getting that nutrition education in school. You know, the stuff that you hear is like, you know. Oh, yeah. In like, schools, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's so, like, vague and brief. And, like, I mean, even when you look at, like, what, uh, you know, they serve at school lunches, it's like yeah. pizza counts as a vegetable. It, like, in the eyes of the government and the people preparing school lunches, like that's okay. And I mean, even if they're not directly saying that to the kids that you make it like very apparent that like, it's okay to eat this way, you know? Yeah, Uh, for sure. I mean, I'm just thinking about like the cooking classes I had to take in middle school (laughs) and yeah, we learned how to cook quote unquote, but like the stuff we made was Chex Mix and like puppy chow. Like it was never actually (laughs) healthy stuff that, that would be worthwhile learning how to cook. Right. It's so true. It was like cookies and, you know, Mm -hmm. popcorn or like whatever, like just, which is like fine, like totally cool to like dip your toes in that way. But there was never anything more than that. And there was never an emphasis on anything more than that. And it's, you know, it makes a world of a difference in how you feel when you actually feed yourself right. So I think that like through those experiences, I just realized that like that was a big piece that I was missing um, so I went to IIN and I graduated in 2014, December, 2014 it was. And, uh, yeah, have just been going from there. So it's been really cool. Yeah, definitely. So you are all about empowering women to put themselves first once and for all. You're really big on the self-love and confidence train. What kind of led you to that path versus staying on the path of, you know, helping the kids, if you will? Yeah, I think there's like a part of me that always wants to go back to working with kids in some capacity, but the the like the feminist aspect of self-care is like something that really drives me. I I feel like I tend to look at everything through a feminist lens because that's who I am, but I just realizing that I'm not the only one that was doing this to myself or like I felt the need to take care of everyone else around me even if it wasn't in a like 
caretaker sort of way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just felt like, you know, oh, my dog or my partner or my family or my friends. Like it just felt like I was always in that mode of like making sure everyone else around me was okay. And when you do that, you can very quickly lose sight of your own self-care. And it can also like make you feel guilty when you do take care of yourself for a second because you're like, oh my God, I'm taking time away from this person or that or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's such a common experience for women. And I think that men experience it as well, but I think that it's very ingrained in the way that society treats women to begin with. So, you know, I think just seeing it myself and also all the women around me really gets you angry, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely does. Um, And so you do some cool stuff. I mean, your programs that you put together are all about self-love and leaning in and paying attention to yourself. Um, But one of the things that, and we don't have to talk about it for long, but I love drawing (laughs) attention to the fact that you are a burlesque dancer. And I think that that is (laughs) so incredibly inspirational. Um, Do you mind talking about that a little bit and how that kind of plays into everything else that you do? Yeah, totally. I love talking about this because (laughs) So I make the joke to my mom all the time. I'm like, mom, I went to art school and now I'm a stripper. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I love burlesque. I, that's like very much where my creative outlet is now. And it, but it feels all related in my head. You know, I think when I say that to people, it's like, oh, those are like two very different things, like health coach, burlesque performer. But in my head, they all feel really similar because a lot of the work that we do in burlesque is also very body positive. You know, it's about like women's sexuality and owning your sexuality in a way that it, you know, is just for yourself and not necessarily for the male gaze. And it, you know, I think that it's all super related when it comes to physical and emotional health. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I love it. I think it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love the body positive side of that and how that really does play into, you know, empowering women to take the time for themselves um, and love themselves. It's so true. I think that that's what makes burlesque so interesting for me is like it's it's owning your sexuality in a way that women are so often denied. Right. We're like, yeah. Even, I mean, it's like all over the media right now too, where it's like women being shamed for like even breastfeeding, but Mm -hmm. like they'll be breastfeeding in front of a huge Victoria's Secret ad (laughs) with a woman with her tits out and that's okay, which is fine. Like have your tits out if you want them. But like, you know, I, it's just like so frustrating that like if you, a woman is using her body in a way that she chooses, then it's not okay. But if it's, you know, approved by a man in some way or like made for the male gaze, then it's totally cool. And that's really upsetting. Yeah, definitely. I want to see more where you can pull this into your coaching um, <laughs> because I I like see so many possibilities for you, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned before that you're really good at coming up with ideas and putting them into action and making them happen. You did that with a coaching program earlier this year um, and you just did it with another really cool project. Um, care to tell us a little bit more about that at all? Oh my God. Yes. I'm so excited. I, um, this is the first time that I've done something like this. So I'm really jazzed about it. I, uh, had been working on a food and mood journal, uh, to use with my clients mostly because I was realizing that a lot of the ones out there, I just wasn't really excited about. Mm -hmm. I, you know, IAN had provided us with a food journal to begin with, and I did like that. There were some things I wanted to change though. And it also got really hard to find that food journal. 
Um, So, you know, I was like looking around and trying different ones, but so many of them focus on counting calories, you know, measuring portion sizes or, you know, paying attention to grams of fat and all this stuff, which is fine in some cases. And I think that works really well for some people. But I feel like for the vast majority of folks, it's like counting calories is not necessarily going to help you towards your end goal, which for most people, the end goal of any like health goal is to feel good, right? It's like, right. You, you know, maybe you want to lose weight or maybe, you know, you want to eat healthier. But the reason you do that is because you want to feel good in your body. Right. And the final end game is more than just the losing weight for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, I was just like, why aren't we focusing on that more? So I uh, I created this food journal that I have uh, a free version of on my website if you ever want to check that out. It's um, – which we can talk about more at the yeah. end. The link for it will be in the show notes. Okay. Um, if if you want to grab it there, Kate's offering that up for you guys um, for free. Yeah. So I have uh, a week on there and that was doing really well. Just folks trying out the week version um, and just printing it out one week at a time. Uh, so I ended up actually making it into a three month version and adding a few more kind of check-ins on a weekly and a monthly basis. And yeah, I mean, the whole thing just really measures how you feel when you eat certain foods because so many of us have you know, certain foods that make us feel good and others that make us feel not so good. And it can be so empowering to know what those are so that you can make informed choices about what you eat. Right. Yeah. So Kate went ahead. So just kind of for a frame of reference time-wise, we talked about this on a coaching call on February 16th. What was the date of our last call? March 15th, I think it was. By March 15th, so, yeah. she had the hard copy proof version from Amazon in her hands at our call. So in less than a month, she took this idea of, hmm, maybe I want this to be a hardcover version that I can give to my clients or maybe sell to other health coaches because you're right, there aren't any other good ones out there. Um, and she made it all happen in less than a month it is now live on amazon yes it is yeah it's available for purchase on amazon you can jump on there yeah definitely i will put the link to it in the show notes i bring it up here because for health coaches like you said kate it is hard to find that thing to give your clients um like you said ians is great but it's covered in ians marketing material which is fine But it's nice to have something that is your own and that is a little bit more tailored to you and your clients. So definitely, if you are looking for a food journal for your clients, check out Kate's because it looks fabulous. It has a lot of personality. If you are, you know, if you're a little bit more uptight and you don't like swearing or anything like that, that's not the persona you put out there. It's okay. Kate's book probably isn't for you. Um, but if you're a little bit sassy, which if you're listening, listening to this podcast, I have a feeling that you probably are, um, definitely check it out. If I were still doing health coaching, um, this would be the exact thing that I would buy for every single one of my clients for sure. Oh, thanks Katie. You're welcome. And I'm not just, (laughs) it's not just a proud mama moment. I promise. Um, so anything else about the food journal or the process to creating it that you think, um, other wellness magic makers should know about? Well, it was actually a really fun process. I, you know, I actually 
came across the whole uh, Amazon self-publishing through you, Katie, because you had mm-hmm. mentioned it in one of our calls. And they, the company does a really great job of sort of walking you through step by step because when I first opened it, I was like, oh, what the hell am I looking at? What does this mean? Like, what? Like, am I going <laughs> to get myself into trouble? Am I going to do something wrong? You know, and they really do a good job of totally walking you through step by step. So it was pretty fun on my end because all that I had to be doing really was like testing things out and seeing, you know, what works and what doesn't content wise. So, you know, I had a lot of different rounds with the mastermind group and with my family and friends where I said, Hey, does this sound right? Does this look okay? Try try this out. Does it like flow? All right. And that was really awesome to be able to do. So it made the process super fun and exciting, you know? Yeah. So definitely if anyone listening is thinking about writing a book, creating a book, publishing it on create space, which is Amazon's self-publishing tool, um, listen to Kate. She says it's not that difficult to do. Go for it. Dream big, make it happen. Like that's, that's the biggest thing that, um, you know, I wanted people to get out of working with you is that if you set your mind to it, um, you can really make these things happen with ease. Mm -hmm. Totally. So as an entrepreneur, what has been the most difficult thing for you so far? Well, I think it's it's interesting you asked that question. I was just thinking about that this morning that, you know, when I first started my business, I was still working full-time-ish. I was working about like 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at the time that I really struggled with that because, you know, when I do something, I want to like throw everything behind it, you know? Right, yeah. And, you know, so it was like managing working at my job and the health coaching business and my burlesque performances and you know, plus, the, you know, just the self-care and my dog and whatever else, like it was a lot going on. Um, yeah. So that was really tough for me at first, like figuring out like how to do those things. But I, I do have to say, like, I'm glad that I did it that way because I feel like it really taught me to like focus my energies in different ways and like, you know, pick one task and stick to it because, you know, after you've worked all day, maybe you have like an hour or two to like work on your business. It was like, all right, well, I only have this hour and a half or whatever. Like I'm, I need to get this thing done because, you know, it just like really forces you to like focus on one thing and not jump around to a million different things and not actually accomplish anything. Right. Staying focused is super important when you have so much on your plate like that. Totally. Yeah. And what has been your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Oh, well, I mean, now that I'm self-employed fully, it's pretty awesome to be able to set my own hours and, you know, set my schedule and that kind of thing. Um, But I mean, really, at the end of the day, what I love is working with clients. You know, I I love the women that I work with. They're so inspirational. And, you know, they're just such a testament that, like, when you make small, simple shifts in your life, it can create huge changes for you in other ways. And I, it's, you know, it's such a nice reminder for me constantly to, like, right. These are things that I should be doing for myself too. So when you, you know, you're teaching those things, you get to like actively relearn them constantly. Yeah. I love that idea of learning from teaching. Yeah. Totally. That is such a huge thing to remember where we are all teaching as coaches. Um, but there's room for us to learn both from ourselves and from diving deep, but also from the things that our, our clients are always teaching us as well. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Anything else that you think the Wellness Magic Maker community needs to know about? Um, I would say n- <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like, 
that's my biggest advice to like people that are just starting out (laughs) to the freaking men on that (laughs) like nobody knows what they're doing and I, I think that like it's so you know it can be so intimidating to look at you know some of the coaches that either come out of IAN or other programs or already like have been in it for like you know 10 15 years and you're like oh my god I have like 10 people on my mailing list and like no one's on my Facebook and like what's happening I can't do this but like it everyone starts small you know and even though it seems like you know people have their shit together and they totally know exactly what they're doing it's all so much trial and error and it's just you know like it's very much like fake it till you make it (laughs) yes no that is so true the the part especially about some of the coaches you see they may have been doing this for the last 10 years your journey is your journey and you're starting from a different place. They were where you were at one point. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is beautiful. And fake it <laughs> till you make it. Hell yes, girl. Cool. Are you ready for the lightning round? Oh my God, I'm so ready for okay. the lightning round. <laughs> this is my favorite. Okay, so... <laughs> What song do you listen to when you want to feel motivated? I love listening to like late 90s, early 2000s pop music when yes. I need to get amped up. So like, you know, S Club 7 or like some Britney Spears, Toxic, like stuff like that. Totally. You are speaking my language. Toxic is maybe, it's definitely top five all-time favorite songs. It's so excellent. <laughs> If you had a magic wand that would grant you any wish right this instant, what would you wish for? I, I'm going to get on my feminist high horse. Uh, <laughs> I wish that feminism wasn't a thing that had to exist and that women were actually treated equally and always. Yes. Love it. <laughs> what TV show could you watch over and over again? Definitely RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh. I have seen all the seasons like <laughs> multiple times probably. It's so good. It's so much fun to have on in the background too while I'm working on costumes and stuff. Oh, I bet. Yeah, gets that would up. be <laughs> for sure, for sure. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? I, I, you know, ice cream's not like one of my like go-to faves, but like if it's on top of a warm brownie, like I don't care what t- kind of ice cream it is. As long as there's like a good like pastry involved underneath it (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll take that how about your favorite disney movie definitely aladdin good one yeah he was kind of hot (laughs) (laughs) he was very hot (laughs) dream vacation destination definitely i want to go back to sicily so bad i went there once and got to like backpack a little bit through there and it was incredible and i've just been like dying to go back ever since little wellness magic maker retreat action there uh, yeah, think about that next year, Katie. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll see what I can do. How about your astrological sign? I am a textbook Capricorn, like to the T. <laughs> I can see that. I, I can definitely see that. That is that is my um, rising sign. So I, I can see those similarities. It makes sense. Definitely. How about your favorite movie? The Goonies. <laughs> okay. Kicking it, kicking it back old school a little bit there. Yeah. (laughs) And your favorite quote? My favorite quote is from Audre Lorde, and it is, uh, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. I love that. That is beautiful. Right? She's so awesome. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Kate. I know you had a little something that you wanted to tell the Wellness Magic Maker community about. Why don't you go ahead and do that quick? Yes. Uh, registration is now open for my group coaching program, which I'm super excited about. I'm basically taking my one-on-one coaching and kind of condensing condensing it into a group situation where you'll have the accountability of other women that are also doing the coaching simultaneously. We'll have a really awesome Facebook group so we can stay in touch with each other, you know, on a daily basis. And the whole program is designed to really help you boost your energy, lower your stress, lower your stress and help you feel fucking fantastic every day and take care of yourself hell yeah awesome well thank you so much kate for hanging out for swearing with me so i can actually put this explicit content filter (laughs) to use on itunes for once yes um and for sharing with us because you really are such an inspiration i know i've said it the other mastermind girls have said it but you truly are it isn't just a proud mama moment And I can't wait to see what you keep doing in the future. Thank you so much. This was so awesome, Katie. And you've been so helpful for me. So I'm so blessed. I love it. Well, thank you. So seriously, how awesome is Kate, right? She's a total blast to hang out with. She is making amazing things happen for women. And I just... I believe in what she is doing so much. So if you are intrigued by Kate's food journal, Food for Thought, she is giving away a free sample of it on her website. I will put the link to it in the show notes at glamgirlglow.com forward slash podcast. All right. So be sure to check out the show notes so that you can jump over there and get your free copy of it. And I will also link to where you can buy her food journal on Amazon. You guys, I seriously believe that this is a game changer for your clients. If you have any amount of sass to share with those people and you want to provide real value, check out this book. And lastly, if you wanted to book your free 30-minute assessment, be sure to do it, okay? I only have 10 spots available. They are filling up quickly. So go to bit.ly forward slash WMS. M assessment. Thanks for listening to the Wellness Magic Makers podcast. Be sure to head over to glamgirlglow.com backslash podcast to check out the show notes. And if you've loved what you heard today and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe in iTunes. Or if you haven't already, leave a review. Both are greatly appreciated and help this podcast be seen by more people. Until next time, bye.